0: I like this a lot.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back to Giggle Boys. I'm your host, Eli Halpern. And I'm Mike Eaton. And uh, we're going to front load this podcast with, uh, go follow us on Giggle Boys Podcast on Instagram. Check out GiggleBoys.com. That's good, too. Um, Patreon.com slash GiggleBoys. That's a big one. We'll show you our feet. (laughs) Yeah, Larry. I know you want (laughs) to see
0: these sweet tootsies. Take those
1: down, dude. That's your preview. You're going to pay for those. Yeah. blocked. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, this guy in the chat has been asking to see my feet for
0: months now. Literally. Every time an episode comes out, and he's always so polite about it. He's like, hey, would you you please ask the guy in white to take his shoes off? (laughs) (laughs) Would would... you mind slipping those off? Yeah. Why don't you guys do the podcast barefoot? (laughs) Have you thought about that? (laughs) Like, Okay. It's so weird to me that people get sexual gratification from feet. Yeah. I don't have any weird kinks. Me either. I'm always so jealous. Although I get
1: turned on when I see girls like cleaning.
0: Really? (laughs) Interesting. I was telling Bob from Nether Hour last night
1: growing up. Follow Nether Hour too. Yeah, definitely. They're very, very good. Uh, did I do all the plugs? It's everything, right?
0: I don't even know when this. No, yeah, everything else is like time sensitive, and this will come out. This is live. <laughs> uh, like, giggle boys on Facebook
1: too. Yeah, you can do that if, wherever you're online the most. If you're still watching us, you like us. If you like us, you want us. Tell to your grow. friends. Help us grow.
0: Um, I was telling Bob last night. Uh, like when I was from like third grade to. Like sixth grade, we had live in maids. uh, A lot. And and it was Lucy Marr and Mario. And I thought that everybody had Mexicans. I thought that was like, you just, your house came with two Mexicans to do all of the stuff for the house. And I would ask my friends, and they'd be like, we don't have that. Like, your house didn't come with them. And it was even worse because they're not Mexican, they're Honduran. And and so I was like, doesn't everybody get
1: house Mexicans? They're like, we're from Honduras. I'm like,
0: oh, sorry.
1: I don't know. It's yeah, just, when I was in South America, you were like, oh, those are fancy Mexicans.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, completely different continent. Eh.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Is it? Yeah, we're on the same continent as Mexicans. Dude, Mexicans are basically white people. Uh, Mexicans are basically Native Americans. They're the same people. No. They're... No,
0: take a dude in a headdress and take that headdress off and put on a mechanic's uniform. Impossible to distinguish you make a good argument. I, I, I came across it. I stayed in Navajo territory for like a week and a half, and I, they're so nice. I'm such a fucking like piece of shit that I get out there, and I'm like, they're going to be so amazed by me and my modernity, and I have <laughs> subwoofers in my Prius that I'm driving out to your mud hut, and I've got an electric bong. <laughs> and, then, and I get out there, and I'm like, oh, they made tea out of the dirt. <laughs> this is This is good. And like this... So I, during that trip, I, I'm staying in a Hogan in Kayenta, Arizona, which is right on the Arizona, Utah a Hogan? Pool. Yeah, which is a mud hut.
1: How was your sleep there, brother? Uh, fucking great, brother. Uh, <laughs> surprisingly cool. Uh, it, it, for being hot outside. Never heard you do that voice. Yeah. It's... Wasn't Ron Jeremy. You got a new one, dude. You got a new voice. <laughs> I'm Ron Jeremy, term. brother. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so. I'm out there at this place, and there's an arch there called the Teardrop Arch. And it's this big, beautiful, like, 400 feet up mesa that's directly behind the property their Hogan's on. And because it's Navajo territory, all of them own all of this land. So white people can't go there on their own. You have to have, like, a guide or you're trespassing. So this girl— this They late- shoot you with
1: a bow and arrow? <laughs> they have a, a coyote. Because it's California. Know. They can't have guns there. The Arizona. Oh. They love guns. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Their guns all have turquoise in them. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> Let me use boomstick. So... <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> <I> know, whatever. <laughs> Big Native American listeners out there. <laughs> <laughs> Oh look at this comment from Running Bear. He really loves the Giggle Boys. I'm I mean, saying, they're
1: alcoholics. They
0: probably love us. I dude, they're so much fun. I, <laughs> I love the culture so much. So that's why I say I stay out there. I go and I like eat with them, and they like make me breakfast. And I was staying in Airbnb, so I'm like paying. I'm not like, hey, make me breakfast. You know? <laughs> I'll throw a blanket at you, like. <laughs> so. <laughs> So the the last day that I'm there, uh, the mom who owns the property is like, "Hey, my daughter uh, will take you on a hike if you would like," and I was like, "Oh, that's really cool." And so like the 16 year old girl takes me on a journey. Also, really weird that she trusted her 16 year old daughter with me, but I assume she was like, "Oh, he's fat. If she needs to get away, she'll just run. You know? <laughs> like, It'll be okay." But we go on this hike and it's like four or five miles directly up this mountain and we're climbing. And the whole time she's telling me stories about when her cousins come and visit, they race through all these like things where I'm like, if you take a wrong step, you die. And they're like jumping and sliding over rocks and stuff. And she's pointing out where one time her cousins got drunk and went climbing and got stuck in this little area. And then there's these ruins that are like n- untouched by anybody that are from the tribe that the Navajo killed. Where's t- the casino? Uh, that's 45 minutes away. but And they were shut down because of COVID. But uh, So these ruins are untouched, but it's the people that the Navajo killed to take over this area. So they have like this weird, like don't fuck with that, that's evil spirits that hate us vibe about them. And then we go up into this like beautiful arch and I stand in this teardrop and I take a picture. It was such an amazing moment, but I look back at it and I'm like, that is the craziest situation just seeing this 16-year-old girl who's like, I'll take an uh, insane drug-addled comedian on a hike up a mountain. What's he wearing? Flamingo swim trunks, hiking boots, <laughs> and, like, a pink tank top. <laughs> like, that was my hiking attire. But so I, I get down from there, and, like, everybody that I encountered that whole time, so fucking nice to me. It was so cool. But they brought me the stuff that was essentially, like, a churro, but it was Native American shit. And I'm like, okay, so these are the same. So that was a long way to go to say that the similarities between Mexicans and Native
1: Americans are that they both make <laughs> cinnamon sugar sweetbread that I like. <laughs> yeah. Next topic. You yeah. nailed that one, dude. Take
0: <laughs> <Kick-a boys. laughs>
1: Fucking oh, this is fun. We haven't done a fucking just us two in a while. I know. It's nice. We've had so many great guests. I know. And some not great ones. <laughs> no. You figure it out. No, I, no they've, they've, they've all been great. great. Yeah, they're yeah, all, all awesome. amazing. Yeah.
0: Dude, some, it's so interesting watching the reactions to some of these episodes. So the last one, I'd like, we full disclosure, we filmed it, like, a little bit beforehand. We filmed Rocky one day. The next day, we filmed with Tony. We knew they were going to come out a little bit after. But the whole situation in Afghanistan really blows up after that, literally. Like, right <laughs> after, like, the Tony episode. And we were going, like, really hard. like Or I was, especially, like, just shitting on the military for jokes. And then afterwards, I was like, ah, oh, that's probably not the right time. To be shitting on the military when like all this bad stuff is happening. Yeah. So I'm just trying to cover the bases. I'm like, hey Eli, let's do a preemptive apology. And then someone points out to me like, hey, if you think it's bad, you should cut it. And I'm like, I don't want to cut it. Yeah. <laughs> and then like unanimously, everyone has said like, don't fucking apologize, you pussy. And I'm like, <laughs>
1: That's what you get for trying to be nice. <laughs> <laughs> I think the apology was funny though. It was. It was very funny. It was kind of like a backhanded because apology I started too. to apologize. I was like, you fucking figure it out, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, dude, comedy's been going great for both of us. Yeah, real great. I was I was on a Vulcan, uh, the, the Plump Fiction show you got me on. Yeah, you dressed up as a fat person. Yeah, I put a pillow in my sh- It was called Plump Fiction. There was uh, an all-fat guy lineup. Mike was on it. Mike was like, hey, Tony just dropped out. You should see if you can get a guest spot. He mm-hmm. did. Pulled up with a pillow under my shirt and a Hawaiian shirt over it. I just get up like, hey, I'm so fat. My pronouns are Hershey's and yeah. crowd laughs. laughs. That was fun. It was fun. It was fun to watch you go
0: through just a small hint of the struggles of the fat.
1: Oh, I was funnier fat.
0: Mm, were you?
1: Yeah, because then I went back to my material and I was like, this isn't as good as when I was doing the fat stuff in the beginning. I mean, beginning. fat
0: jokes are fun. <laughs> uh, then I
1: switched it over like, oh, I get laid because I'm not fat. And then everyone's like, All yeah, right.
0: Yeah. I still think that – also, one thing I have to say about the Plump Fiction show is while it is an amazing idea and was very funny and awesome, uh, it had to be an all-male lineup because there's no way you could ask a girl to do the fat (laughs) show. (laughs) Like, hey, not only are you funny, but you're a real porker. You want to (laughs) – you down for Plump Fiction Hey, Leonardo, you free this Thursday. (laughs) Yeah, right? Like, you you could give some girls, like, such a complex – (laughs) <laughs> like, like yeah. just ask, like, hey, Heather Shaw, do you want to be on Plump Fiction? Like, <laughs> I'm
1: pretty uh, sure she can, wouldn't give a fuck. No, she, yeah, she's super. That's why I said, because I know she wouldn't care. She, I nah. said Leonardo because you called me autistic before we had a conversation on stage. So, oh, got you back.
0: Uh-huh. She's on the show tonight at sunset.
1: That's going to be a good one. We'll get yeah. to, the, you know what I'm talking about? What? Oh, because, uh, yeah, oh, we're yeah. doing a. Just keep watching. Yeah, right? just
0: keep, keep watching. watching. <laughs> I'm telling you, this is gonna be a good one. There's something that's gonna happen during this. There's episode, a surprise, and you're gonna come your
1: short. It's dude. If you miss it, you're gonna be pissed. You can skip forward, I guess. But yeah, like just scrub through. At this point, like just like we can try to put the time. We should put this timestamp in the in the thing.
0: Maybe or just or fucking just watch force it.
1: you piece of shit. I don't know. It's it's you're asking a lot.
0: We're uh, just us talking for like an hour. So <laughs> comedy <laughs> has been great. Uh, we. So our friend Bianca, who's uh, gonna, the episode by now has come out. Yeah, I uh, was on the show. That was last week's episode. Who's very n- new to comedy? Um, she has that room at Native that we both have done and had like a really good time at. That illicit comedy show mm-hmm. on Wednesdays is awesome. At a
1: uh, Easy's listening room. Yeah. Uh, Shout great, out to Evan. Great vibe. Evan Duval is a great person. Yeah.
0: Uh yeah shit's been going good the fucking clip of my DMT joke has like thirty thousand views on TikTok
1: oh hell yeah uh
0: that one's doing good and then a by all accounts much funnier joke my abortion uh Chili's joke is it has like a thousand views it, like it got no love TikTok likes DMT man they fucking apparently. love it I assume though with all the abortion stuff that the abortion the other thing too is very interesting is that crowd um they're all very like sensitive enlightened people. And so like some of the darker stuff, they are not super in for. So when I say the Chili's baby back abortion part, like four or five people were like, yeah, that's a very good joke.
1: And then like 10 of them were like, oh, but that's a life or whatever. Yeah. I got my Instagram deleted. Yeah. Oh, was, yeah. Uh, Again. That's old news You're, by now. Yeah. But like to you, you, you can't have any Instagrams. Yeah. I, I They took it down. I don't know. I was posting about the vaccine and stuff. Well, that's your fault. And then, no, it's not. You, mm-hmm. There's no rule that says you can't talk about the vaccine. And then I created a new one. And then that, I literally didn't do anything wrong. Mm-hmm. It just deleted that for no reason.
2: That one was So very now I'm just weird. like,
1: okay, I got my Casperger's account. And I still got Giggle Boys and other accounts. Please don't get the Giggle Boys account banned. Uh, I'm trying not to. I think that it might be safe because it's logged in on
0: my phone too. Yeah. And like, he's wholesome. He just posts comedy. Dude, I saw my favorite piece of graffiti of all time at a bar last night. Said 311 was an inside job. That's uh... a <laughs> <laughs> fucking awesome. That's like an Eric Andre reference. I posted it on uh, my story on Instagram and someone <laughs> uh, replied, Whoa, Amber is the color that melts your steel beams. <laughs> 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 Shout out to Michael Sullivan. <laughs> uh, dude, uh, I'm trying to think of stuff and there's like a lot, dude, a lot of stuff. Is happened. So I got a new, so I've been with golden artists entertainment. We've shit on oh, we Dante can talk about that. and laughed and joked about that. Wait, no, but, let's tell, let's talk about that though. <laughs> What about shitting on Dante? Yeah, yeah, we've done that's been on this this podcast. We've done that. We made fun of he during the pandemic. He posts
1: like long fucking paragraphs on Facebook about how. Like Black Lives Matter and stuff, and then I was watching an old episode of uh, The Amazing Racist, and he was in the background. With Ari Shafir trying to lure black people on a boat for free boat rides back to Africa. He's just back there with like a bucket of fried chicken, dressed yeah. like a gladiator, holding watermelons, like super racist.
0: And he like even said like Come on, free rides a couple. Of, and like at first the, I was the, like, I think the black really people daunting? were in on it though. I think that it was a, like a sketch where they knew, but at the same time, it's just very funny to and, and like. It, we all grow as people, and we've all made dumb jokes and done things we weren't proud of, or whatever. I did one on this episode, but like, <laughs> uh, you've changed a lot since last week, I guess. <laughs> but it's just very funny to see the juxtaposition of Dante on the amazing racist, and then Dante has posted like seventy five hundred videos of Hilton filming like the LAPD pulling people over. And it's just like he's trying to balance his karmic
1: whatever. Well,
0: and one thing I can tell you about Dante is regardless of all that, he is a genuinely very good person. Yeah, he's, I know that. He, he's I, always been him. exceptionally kind to me and very helpful. Um, but, you know, like when the Ron Jeremy, because so, they also represented Ron Jeremy and did like the Ron Jeremy comedy tour that he did. And then as soon as all the allegations came out, they immediately were like, nope. Not doing it. That's, you know, Ron's been a friend and a client for a long time. But, like, wrong is wrong, and they dropped him immediately. So, like, they did the right thing there. Um, But so to that end. (laughs)
1: Great intro.
0: To that end, end, (laughs) uh, the company has been, like, restructuring and trying to make sure that they have, like, better agents. And I've been doing well enough that they assigned me a new uh, person to represent me. And I had my first conversation with him, and he's awesome. So we're going to be trying to take the Giggle Boys on the road Uh, We're going to be trying to do some live podcasts, paired up with some comedy. Giggle Boys Uh, Live! We can come to your city, man! Yeah, we're... uh, That's exciting as fuck, dude. I'm pumped as fuck. So, yeah, sound off, let us know. Uh, I know we've got people that want us in Phoenix, uh, and we've got some people that want us in Athens, Georgia, uh, and a couple people in Florida. So, I, I think that we can put together some really fun shows. So, you know, tell your friends, let's get this shit going, we'll announce dates when we have them, but... Uh, yeah. Giggle Live will be happening. Giggle
1: Boys Live. For the Austin folk, uh, we are... will be g- at Easy's listening room uh, on the 23rd. It's not concrete yet. Yeah, it's of- not like 100%, but we should be
0: doing a live one in Austin September 23rd. This probably won't even be out yet, but...
1: because Oh, shit, that's soon.
0: Yeah, it is soon. I know. Um, but, yeah, so uh, that's cool.
1: Um, That'll be fun, dude. It's just going to be us... That's going to be so much fun. Yeah. We're, I feel like we're going to do the live and we're going to be like, "Why didn't we just start here?" Well, I'm we're basically we... going to be doing comedy while doing this. What? it's just w- going to be us hanging out with our friends, but only us can talk.
0: I will say I did watch like some of our early episodes, like the ones that are on Patreon, patreon.com/giggleboys, and the, we were not good at pod, like we were very funny, but like we were not good at being on a podcast. I was not good at being on a podcast. I've Good save. Not gotten much better. Like I still interrupt like crazy, and well, like are you're great though. People love you. Th- that that my redeeming factor is at least it's funny. <laughs> you know, like I might be obnoxious,
1: but at least it's funny. That's all it's got to be. Yeah. Um. But uh, th- what did you notice? Have you have you changed?
0: I have no. I'm more comfortable. So one of the things, very candidly, I used to do this voice on stage sometimes that you call announcer voice, mm-hmm. and it's when I'm nervous, I overcompensate by really uh, inflecting a lot with what I'm talking about to try and give it emphasis. There's kind of an arc, like I.
1: Hey, so I, da, 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 da.
0: and it, it's it's annoying as shit. And I notice it when you call that. But I have that same kind of uh, inclination on the early episodes of the podcast where I'm trying to make it funnier. Rather than just being ourselves. But, you know, I, I look back. You sent the very, fr- the episode number 13 of Casperger's. Uh, we met up and we recorded. And there's so many inter- exchanges between us that you sent on that that are
1: fucking hilarious. Yeah, that's on uh, my Casperger's account. It's so funny. Cast P-E-R-G-E-R-S. Yeah. podcast and Casperger's. That's uh, Yeah, that's where it all started. When you, yeah. You're a guest on there, recurring guest, and we're just like,
2: let's do our own.
1: Yeah. It is crazy to think that like
0: literally December of last year was the first one of these, like the first Giggle Boys, mm-hmm. and that the reason it's called Giggle Boys is because we couldn't think of a name on the spot. <laughs> we're like, we'll just record. What do you want to call it? And it started as I, when I was filling out my taxes, put my occupation as Giggle Boy
1: <laughs> and had that as my my. Yeah, t- I was like, I don't like the name, Twitter whatever. Handle. And I was like,
0: yeah, we'll just say we're Giggle Boys, and then we'll figure out a good name later.
1: (laughs) We'll think of something eventually. (laughs) I think
0: the first name that we came up with. (laughs) Mike and Kike. (laughs) And do it like a Mike and Ike's box with just me and Eli's picture?
1: Yeah, that's hard to sell. It's really
0: hard to sell. (laughs) It's it's a a hard day Maybe that's what we call the podcast episodes on Patreon Let's make a Mike and Kike shirt Uh, That's still I want to make a new abortion shirt so bad Because we have the legalized abortion shirt I want to make a new one for Texas I want Rosie the Riveter With the We Can Do It post Who? Rosie the Riveter The woman flexing Women from World War II Because they had to take over all the men's jobs Because they were at war there was this whole like suffragette movement where they were like, hey, women are strong, powerful, like we'll do our part for the war. We can do it. So she's holding her bicep and flexing like this. But this also is a choking move. So I want to take a fetus and have Rosie the Riveter just choking out a fetus. Oh, yeah. I love and that. And says, we can do it because women have the right to kill their baby. And so, like, I, but I was running this idea by someone and they're like, I don't think that's a good idea at all. I don't think you should make that shirt. And Brittany, my wife, hates it. Thinks it's an awful idea. Sounds like we should do it. It sounds like we should. (laughs) It's like, oh, everyone is mad about it? Yeah, we should make that we do have
1: merch on GiggleBoys.com available. Yeah. I sold a sticker the other night at the show. A snicker? A sticker. Oh. I was going to say, I'm surprised you didn't eat that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. You think (laughs) I'm giving away snickers? Are you insane? Also... After the last episode that we recorded, me, you, and Galen drove like 45 minutes <laughs> to go to Joe's Crab Shack. Because you two pieces of shit like Joe's Crab Shack. And the only one that exists anywhere near Austin is in fucking Pflugerville. Round Rock.
1: Same shit. It's all, they, they <laughs> it was, don't, yeah, it was far. They're not real cities. And it was hot in there. The service took forever. The food was trash. Ass. The crab legs were decent. but So overpriced. Like, what did you spend for dinner? 50, 60 bucks, right? Like 40. Yeah. Well, but still, you don't tip. They got to... <laughs> I tipped. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they they, they got to fly in all this seafood. We're not near an ocean. Yeah, but like... Yeah, their prices are the same anywhere.
0: Yeah, it doesn't fucking matter. Like, they have... And also, they don't fly seafood to fucking Round Rock. They put it on a truck from Houston and drive it over. Uh, what did we eat there? Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. And I went there with you guys to eat. And like... I, I'm i a fat person. I love food. And it's just like, why are, Galen, Galen Nash, if you don't know, we'll have him on at some point. He's a very funny comedian from the Orange County area. But Galen weighs 120 pounds. He's like, he's smaller than my wife. He's like 5'1", 120. He's, he's a diddle guy. Yeah. A diddle bitty a guy. And we're taking his food, like, hey, Galen, where should we eat? Person that looks like, it's like. I had to eat at Astor's Ethiopian food the other day. Disgusting. Ethiopian food should not exist at restaurants. And if if it does exist, only Ethiopian people should eat there. No one else should be subjected to food from a culture that's known for starvation.
1: Yeah, I thought they didn't
0: have food. Yeah, like, oh, I'm sorry, are all the commercials not asking for my money to give you food? Why are you then having your food here in my country? It's fucking, it's awful. They use bread, like the the idea could be amazing if they would americanize it and if they would just like assimilate their culture and start frying they stuff. They don't they don't use uh silverware, right? No, so they, they I can't remember I think it's called injera, but it's this injera Careful. bread. I know, right? But it's it's a spongy bread and it comes in rolls and they put like rolls of it around the dish, which will be meats and vegetables and shit, and then you take the injera and you grab the food and then you put all of that in your mouth. Which sounds genius. That's how I was sold on it. I was like, oh, I use bread as a utensil? Awesome. The bread tastes like a dirty sock. It's disgusting. Like, uh, uh, who likes eggplant? Why are you putting egg? Ugh, it's disgusting. I like eggplant. Fuck you. (laughs) You can see your muscles. Your food opinions are worth less than mine.
1: (laughs) That's all I'm saying. I'm a fat supremacist when it comes to food. (laughs) I have great opinions on protein-dense food.
0: Yeah. Like, if I want to know a great place to get an acai bowl or a salad or something else that makes me sad, I'll be like, hey, Eli, where should I eat today?
1: But if I want to feel good about myself, not how I look, but how I how I taste, you know? The the instant gratification of sucking down a milkshake. Ooh, It's the same as crack. It's better. It's so much better. Uh,
0: I'd suck a dick for a milkshake. I wouldn't suck a dick for crack. I,
1: su- I don't know. Better or worse, I'll tell you the difference between crack and milkshakes Is milkshakes, I have a cutoff point. Eventually, I'm gonna Mm. be like, I have had too much sugar, I gotta stop. Yeah. Crack, you don't get that. You're like, Uh we we need to do all the crack. We need to build a (laughs) fucking mountain of crack, helicopter me to the top, and I'll smoke my way down. Yeah. I get that. I get that. Here's my thing though if I do too much crack, my heart starts to hurt.
0: But if I do too many milkshakes, then I start to shit water. And so it's like, Ah, do I want to have a heart attack, or do I want to be tempted to stick an ice cube? Well, in Well, if you're asshole? already that's on like, crack,
1: you're going to be willing to take that risk. Of if heart I'm already attack. on crack,
0: I'm not even going to want the milkshake. I want to want to talk about business ideas with you. But no, that's is, cocaine. No, crack co-
1: is all you want to do is more crack.
0: I, I didn't. We did crack together. I think we've talked about this on the show. We have to have talked about doing we crack did. together. But I. It it's fine I, I, cause I, I talked to a friend of mine Who's in recovery And has been clean For a very long time And he used to love crack And he was like Oh you did it wrong If you do crack You have to do it for three days Under a bridge Like if you're gonna do crack Like you need to spend Two three hundred dollars On the crack And then you're gonna do that crack Until your life falls apart I remember I that's googled That's the best
1: way to do it I googled I, like, oh, God. <laughs> I googled what to do on crack <laughs> And every response Was just more crack <laughs> So what I liked I love about the idea
0: of you just like what should I do on crack today? Hey Google, what do I do on crack? And Buzzfeed's like the top ten things you should be doing on crack. What I liked Heard about crack—pretend <laughs> to be a dog, bark at people. Like...
1: <laughs> you got another one? I was thinking. Well, I was hoping you were going to jump in. I was trying to. They were going to have a hot riff set. I'm on my third. Oh. <laughs> uh, what I liked about crack is mm-hmm. that. All I wanted to do was more crack. There was nothing else in my mind. It was a great distraction from life.
0: So you would say crack is like meditation.
1: It helps (laughs) you be
0: present and focused on the moment. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I can't focus on anything else. I just need more crack. Yeah, and
1: then eventually you get sad. You got to jerk off. You go to sleep. You (sighs) wake up the next morning, no hangover. And you're like, (laughs) okay, I shouldn't do that again. Have you considered microdosing crack? (laughs) (laughs) like just have like because there has to be a way a key bump of cocaine no no if it's if so you're
0: freebasing it that means that you could use like the similar technology like a puffco where you have a ceramic bowl that heats up to a required temperature get me started (laughs) you could vape crack yes and you could have a crack vape and then when you're just like all right i gotta go to this meeting time for my crack vape fucking do it you know
1: I don't think my girlfriend will let me use her vape for that. <laughs> <laughs> so weird you think you would ask. Also, why wouldn't you buy your
0: own vape? You don't want to mix your crack. I don't with think vapes. my girlfriend
1: will let me do crack. <laughs> oh. Well, she'll just let you fuck other girls I with think her. I she would <laughs> I'll settle for that. Yeah. I I guess I'll just get double sucked. I, I guess, guess I'll I can't just crack vape. I guess vapes. I'll just have threesomes. My life's so hard. God, it's so funny. <laughs> I, I have watched
0: you do the joke on stage like six times now, and it never gets the response I think it deserves. I only have sex and threesomes, so now I have a witness. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's so fucking funny. It'll get there. And people look at you, and they're like, oh, you serious. <laughs> <laughs> but it's such a good joke.
1: Thank you. I wish oh, you man. let me say it. I'm sorry. But it sounded good out of you, too. Yeah. Dude. Because it's not believable. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, dude, I've only ever had one two-girl
0: threesome, uh, and it was great, but I I did tell someone that afterwards, uh, I was thinking about how cool that was, that I had a threesome with two girls whose combined weight was less than mine, which is like just kind of a cool little fact. But also, uh, one time I went seven up. Because they were 12. Yeah. <laughs> what a, I said girls, not women. You know what I'm
1: saying? <laughs> no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Coop said it was the combined age list. two.
0: <laughs> God damn it! Uh, I'm not a pedophile, okay, or an effemale, or any of the other popular ones in Hollywood. I was
1: looking at one of my old uh, my old Casperger's posts when I was sending you our our clips, and I had one with this guy Luke Flip that makes hilarious fucking. Oh yeah, videos. he is funny. And I I, have the, I take like a selfie of me and my guests and post it. And uh, he was wearing a shirt, a white shirt that said, not a pedophile, <laughs> with, like, a red thing through, it, like, a guy holding, like, a little kid's hand or something. And I was just wearing a regular white shirt. And I was like, oh, that kind of looks like I am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I should also be wearing that shirt.
0: So, but so what, what I was going to say is after that threesome, I was thinking about it. One time in, like, it had to have been, like, 2004, 2005, 7-Up made a limited edition drink. Called Seven Upside
1: Down or DNL, depending on. Who I remember you DNL, to.
0: but yeah, it would look. It looked like the Seven Up logo inverted. And they so had, had an AIM
1: screen name, DNL. Flip it, and then yeah, it was like smarter child.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you that drink him. came out, but one time I went into a Target and the refrigerator unit was set too cold, so it had slightly frozen, and it did that thing where you start to take a sip and it crystallizes into like a slushy consistency. So I had like a DNL slushy, and that was better than the Two Girl Threesome.
1: If we're just talking about like Where my priorities are Have you ever eaten dinner and dessert At the same time?
2: <laughs>
1: Eli Well cause I, when I'm eating Shit junk food I gotta, I gotta go salty then sweet I can't do both at the same time mm. Can you alternate bites? Mitch Hedberg had a joke about it and I wanted to try it for science He was like wouldn't it be
0: cool if like uh you ate like uh, a bunch of shitty food and then you ate some carrots and then when it got to your stomach the food the carrots were like no it's okay he's with me and then it was all healthy uh, <laughs> <laughs> like so i you know sometimes like i'll be eat- i i don't like to mix it up but what i have started doing because i've been trying to be a little bit healthier i hate salad but i also hate the taste of liquor so what i've been doing is doing salad the way i do liquor is just as
1: quickly as possible oh i was imagining a salad liquor smoothie continue no
0: <laughs> ugh, no Ugh, no, I, I have like bags of lettuce in my fridge, and sometimes I just go and I just grab a handful, I go, <sighs> and just eat it dry as fast as possible, just to get some lettuce in there. And then sometimes I reward myself and have like, a little ice cream bonbon. So so that's a little. <laughs> <awkward>. <laughs> like, <you> know, like, <laughs> I eat two or three handfuls of lettuce, and so I earned a bonbon. You know? It's, oh God! They make them non dairy, so it doesn't. They're not as bad. I, I assume if it's coconut milk, they're health food. Yeah, I'm lactose intolerant, so you, I'm sold. Dude, there's a milkshake shop in OC called The Straw. It's the best milkshakes I've ever had in my life. And out front, they have one of those like coin dispenser machines with lactaid. They're geniuses awesome. because they know if even if you're not lactose intolerant, if you get enough dairy in you, you go shit. And so if you you take some lactaid,
1: pretty quick fix. Are you on the Sunset Show tonight? I am hosting. You're hosting. I'm hosting the seven both shows. And, yeah, seven and the ten. And we got fucking. You got Casey Rocket. Yeah, Uh, he's coming up early. Yeah, he was he was last week's guest. That's gonna be that's how that's coming out, right? Uh, No, so the oh yeah after uh, last week as in Bianca's uh, this
0: Saturday like tomorrow is Bianca and then Casey and then this one.
1: Yeah, so last week's episode, Casey Rocket. You already know he's fucking hilarious if you watched last week. Oh my god, he's so good, and uh, we agreed he's so fucking funny. That we want a recurring segment on here. Yeah, I wanted you guys, we wanted you guys to get to
0: taste the rocket yourself. Uh, So we're going to cut to our new segment. The Worm Report with Casey Rocket.
2: This is the Worm Report with Casey Rocket. (laughs) (laughs) Answering your most pressing questions about worm. (laughs) What if worm could scream, you ask? I walk in the room with worm encyclopedia. (laughs) I got all answers to every worm you ask First on the docket The modern worm and you (laughs) Industrialization in the modern age Did Ted Kaczynski have the right idea? (laughs) My vote, yes The jury's out, and the jury is me, and I came back, and the vote was yes. In my day, worms didn't have cell phones, and they were better for it. Now every worm has an iPad. You don't need to learn. All you need is dirt. Fuck you, worm. Fuck you, dude. You don't need anything but dirt. All right, that's it. And then, also, coming up, a worm, how to make your prom comfortable for the worm? You need a strip. <laughs> you need at least six bags of dirt. Uh, <laughs> if he human-sized worm, <laughs> is he the size of a human or regular? GMO worm or modern worm man? How does worm fit in suit, you ask? Good question. One one <laughs> one leg at a time like the rest of us. <laughs> worms are just like us. <laughs> okay, and then also the Dow Jones. How does <laughs> the worms are down 6% this year? <laughs> What can we do? Get those numbers up, dude! <laughs> Trying to raise them, worm numbers. S- stimulate the worms. Put a magnet to the ground. See what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Will it help? Maybe. Maybe it'll scare them. But it's- <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what they—you know what? Aliester Crowley used to say: a scared worm is a docile worm. We want to control them. <laughs> You know what these worms thinking for themselves it's a numbers game under our feet at all hours of the day hundreds of worms are <laughs> wiggling and planning their attack <laughs> so what now we're just gonna give them sentience i don't think so that's the worm report with casey rocket thank you so that was fucking hilarious
1: <laughs> unbelievable He's so funny. We recorded that at the beginning of this podcast, and this whole podcast has seemed a lot less funnier. Yeah, because that was so funny. So we had to put it at that Also, end if anyway. you look
0: at the beginning of the podcast and notice how sweaty I am, it's from laughing so hard at Casey. <laughs> it was like physical exercise. Yeah, yeah. My whoop probably registered I burned 100 calories during the worm report. He
1: almost killed you. Yeah.
0: I'd, I'd gladly die that way.
1: Yeah, and how- he's fucking funnier live. Yeah, if you he's can believe He's meant it. to be on stage. The guy is a fucking star. Yeah. I can't wait to see him blow up. So I, yeah, I was gonna say we, we'll, while we'll also report. I love that little cut because
0: I get to go pee. So it's so funny. You have to pee every episode, and you're like, I don't have to pee. And I was like, you should try. <laughs> and it reminded me when I was like eight, my mom uh, flew me out to California to go visit my uncle, and they were gonna take me to Disneyland, Disney, whatever the one is out there. So he lived in, uh, <clears throat> I think Orange County, maybe. We had to drive all the way to fucking Anaheim. So we get to Anaheim and go and do the fun day, and then we're going to leave. And my uncle's like, "Hey, do you need to pee?" I'm like, "No, I'm good." And he's like, "You should try." And I'm like, "I'm good." Then we're in the highway on like the 405 or whatever, trying to get back, and like bumper to bumper traffic. And I'm like, "I need to pee." I'm like, "We told you to go. You can't pee." So I just pissed myself in my <laughs> uncle's car. <laughs> How <laughs> like, old were you? Like, like eight. <laughs> was, old enough not to. Last week. Yeah. Uh, I haven't peed myself in a while. I don't think I ever have. Oh. <laughs> Dude, my uh, recruiting visit to the College Hampton, Sydney that I went
1: to. So I'm 18. This was, it was so cool being a celebrity essentially at 18. I shit myself on a flight a month ago as it was landing. Ran to the bathroom. Stewardess is like knocking on the door, like, we're landing. And I'm like, I got bigger problems, lady. Yeah. Take my underwear off. <laughs> did you flush the underwear or did you put them back on? Put it in the trash. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Very <laughs> funny. Yeah. Uh that all? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was hoping there was more to the shit yourself story. Damn it. Oh, then I went and had sex with my girlfriend.
0: Nice. I assume you showered?
1: I don't remember. <laughs>
0: okay. But I
1: definitely didn't tell her that for several days. Well,
0: hopefully she didn't eat your ass. Uh, no. <laughs> some chunky peanut butter going oh, on. Oh, God. <laughs> Fucking woof. <laughs> so, uh, f- oh, pee myself. So it, it used to happen when I would get too blackout because I just didn't know how much I could drink and then I would just fall asleep. So I'm... When I'm 18, my senior year of high school, I got mono, and so I couldn't play football from week three on. So there's this company called the National Collegiate Scouting Association, and what they do is that you pay them and you send them footage, and then they make like a ESPN-quality supercut of all of your plays where they highlight you on the field and you do stuff. So I had – Like eating. But, so, they have all these cuts of me doing great football stuff, because I played for South Lake Carroll, which is one of the best, if not the best, high school football program in the country. I can't imagine you as an athlete. Right? So bizarre. I Dude, I dipped Copenhagen. Like, it was, I was very weird. But I was wearing Affliction and Ed Hardy. I still think Ed Hardy was cool. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> I don't care who judges me for that. Those those were cool shirts. I like rhinestones. I like the snakes and the daggers and shit. They got dumb little sayings. <laughs> Love it. Hey, do you. Christian Audigier rules, all right? Okay. I had an... Ed Hardy air freshener. I had an Ed Hardy license plate frame. Like, dude, I saw an Audi r You're the worst person ever. I love Ed Hardy. (laughs) It's awesome, dude. I went to the grand opening of the Ed Hardy outlet at the Dallas Mall. I was a piece of shit. (laughs) Well, (laughs) as my my good friend Ed Hardy would say, "Live or die." You know. (laughs) (laughs) But so I I get this super cut and we send it out to all of these division two and division three schools because I have great academic scores and I have great football. So they can give me an academic scholarship to come play football at these schools. So I'm trying to use my football to get into a better school. So because of that, they invite me on recruiting trips. So I got to go to William and Mary, Washington and Lee, uh, the Naval Academy. Uh, I went to Hampton, Sydney and, uh, the university of the South in Suwannee, Tennessee. So I go on all these visits, and every time I'd get there, I'm a priority recruit. So people from the campus, like the guys there, would be like, "Hey, we're going to show you a great time." So they would take you to parties, get you hammered, find you girls, like just make sure you want to go to their school. So I go to Hampton, Sydney. I go up to it's an all guy school, so I'm like, listen this is be fucking lame. I don't want to be about a bunch of fucking losers." And I go up to a dorm room, I drink a shit ton of Goldschlager, It's my first time having that. You know, whatever. whatever Hammer man. it, and then they uh me to these girls we're having a great time and partying and they're being all flirty and nice and then i figure out it, it's very obviously just to fuck with me like they're not gonna bang me so i'm all bummed and i get more drunk and then i go to the guy's house that i'm supposed to be staying at and i fall asleep on their futon i wake up at like eight the next morning because i have to go to like a recruitment meeting and i wake up and i have pissed myself a lot like <laughs> my pants feel like i've been walking in a lake like, they're, they're, they are soaked through and through, and the futon has a huge wet spot. And I'm like, well, I'm the recruit. So. <laughs> so I just threw those clothes away, put on some new ones, showered, and went to the fucking meeting and never brought it up. And then, and then you know, like, six or nine months later, I commit to that school. I go, and I go to play football there. And no one ever brings it up to me. They just bullied me relentlessly. (laughs) So I get to Hampton, Sydney. The way it works is I get to school like August 1st, and we have uh, like three a days. We're doing three a days in football, which is awful. At the end of training camp, when everybody's like all assimilated in, they take all the freshmen and they say, hey, get together in groups. And you're going to do skits to make all of the upperclassmen laugh. And it's going to be like your right of way into joining the team. So everybody else that's on the football team has come from schools in Virginia. So they all know each other or at least have like some similarities. I know nobody. Where's the school? uh, Farmville, Virginia. Uh, It's right outside of – it's 45 minutes west
1: of Lynchburg, Virginia. Ooh, Farmville. That was in the uh, pizza gate. Oh, interesting. The game Farmville or the city Farmville? The city. They were like
0: harvesting children there. Or near. Probably. There's nothing going on out there. There's a lot of weird roads. Um, I got lost smoking weed out there all the time. So anyways, uh, the sketch, there's a a group of kids from this popular school in the area, and they're like the cool kids on the football team. They're like, hey, Mike, do you want to be in our sketch group? You're pretty funny. And I'm like, oh yeah, that sounds great. That sounds so cool. So I start working on this sketch, and I've got like this whole idea for like a game show thing that's going to be really funny with them just giving terrible answers. Hampton Sydney has a very famous uh, caretaker guy that always takes care of the field and the football team named Shorty, who's like a 60 year old man with Down syndrome. So like their mascot is a retarded guy named Shorty. So like everybody loves Shorty. He walks up the brain, hey,
2: like, and says, Hey, Shorty!"
0: Like no costume, no. Just, just a retarded guy. He's just a dude. That's hilarious. It's it's yeah, he's, it's just like if your like head trainer was just a Downs guy. So so Shorty like I thought we would have like Shorty trivia, like he can lift a bus, stuff like this. So I <laughs> I get up on stage to start the the sketch, and so there's like you know, maybe eighty people on the football team total, and so there's me and like the three or four dudes on here, and then there's all the rest of the football team sitting in like the field house. So it's not really like four performing, but they're making it work and I get up there to start, and then everybody starts chanting. Eaton has a mangina and throwing beer cans at me. Stepbrothers was popular at the time with the whole Brendan has a mangina thing, so they copy that, rip it off. They Eaton has a mangina, and everyone's throwing beer cans at me. I almost killed myself. It was <laughs> it was so depressing. And like one other kid that was like a sophomore who was really talented saw that I was sad and was like, "Hey man, do you want to smoke weed?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, thanks." And then. The rest of my experience was miserable. So now that we're sufficiently sad... Yeah, that was brutal. Yeah. Dude, I forget sometimes these stories. I'm like, hey, this was a funny thing that happened. And it's like... Oh, that's just trauma. My bad.
1: I haven't turned that one into a joke yet. (laughs) Yeah, I forgot I was supposed to make it funny. It's just it's, it's a nice balance. It's like, okay, you deported a Mexican guy's family. Now you got bullied relentlessly. Like, okay, <laughs> the scales are are evened. Yeah, I was <laughs> you know, Dude, balance I, has been restored in the universe.
0: I used to say really mean things to people uh, just to get an effect like Oh yeah, me I, too. I, I hope, like I hope you get stabbed in the eye with a Q-tip. I always found
1: know? it that it was so interesting that just my, the use of my words could affect someone's emotions that I was like fun for me a lot it's, I, it's psychopathic I am a cyber bully we're I'm insane a big time it's bad
0: like if you want to search you could find screenshots of me saying terrible things like <laughs> <laughs> it's bad I I have fun I don't know why it's just so fun to make strangers so mad but it is and so I, I got to a point where I would start to be like getting creative with my insults like your dick so small they look, they use it to dimple a golf ball you know like, like things like that but i remember my favorite one i ever came up with is i used to say i hope your parents die in front of you or i hope <laughs> or like I, I hope your whole family gets cancer or something like that but then i remembered like oh shit that's like that could make you cool so i would be like i have to clarify i hope your parents die in front of you and you don't become batman <laughs> and, and that was my favorite insult i was
1: like i don't want anything good to come of your parents murder in front of you <laughs> oh yeah i was having this conversation with my lady last night about like how it's okay to be mean as long as it's funny
0: yeah and if there's, like, a willing recipient. Like, you and me could say the meanest shit. Like, one of the posts And she was like, well, what if they don't
1: want to be a recipient? And I was like, well, they, they should fucking toughen up. Then just say no. Because that's their problem. Yeah.
0: Your body, everyone, your everyone, choice. Close like, your ears.
1: Like, I was saying how, <laughs> when I was doing, uh, when I was hosting Wanderlust, uh-huh. she was saying it's, like, not fun to make fun of people at their expense. And I was like, making fun is literally the best thing you do. Fun is the best thing you can have. And making it? That making fun is literally the best yeah, thing Yeah, what am do? I, an alchemist? I took nothing and made yeah, it into fun.
0: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I took your horrible disability we all have to look at, and I made it
1: fun. Yeah. And she's like, well, <laughs> not when there's uh, an, uh, what's the fucking word? It's like the butt of the joke. What's the? Victim? No, there's, it's. Punchline? <laughs> it's, it's, it's a very simple word. <laughs> We're not starts, allowed starts, to say that word. It starts, starts, <laughs> starts with an E. Uh, it's going to bother me. Hit-a-me? Um, uh, what? What word could start with? End game <laughs> Evangelion no, Not at someone's expense Oh, okay uh, And I was like, well, okay When I was hosting the Wanderlust show mm-hmm. And just none of my jokes were working mm-hmm.
0: and Oh, yeah, I, that was very funny was, <laughs> That was very funny
1: I was like up there like, uh, yeah, my girlfriend just cheated on me Now I have to put my dog down like yeah, she fucked my dog. Like yeah, just you, a, you, joke. no, it, it it. Everyone heard you say
0: those words, and then was like, "What the fuck?" And you're like, <laughs> "The jokes, my girlfriend fucked my dog." <laughs> you guys get it? Like like, like she fucked my dog. So it's I at to a kill winery.
1: Him. Yeah, where it's not the crowd for that. But no. those are the only jokes I have. I know. I have a lot of fucking jokes, and then I could do forty minutes, and they're all not for a winery. <laughs> yeah, but I, I go and sit down. You're laughing hysterically. Yeah, I am. and Because I keep going up there. And I keep <laughs> like, it's not incest if you lose custody. <laughs> and then every joke is just bombing. Yeah, I have and a sexual my-
0: assault rifle. <laughs> A-R-U-15. <15. Like, laughs>
1: <laughs> they're fucking awesome jokes. I'm dying laughing. And then I go sit down next to you and you're like, why do you keep trying? <laughs> and everyone's laughing at me. And I use that joke to hurt. I, I use that as an example to her. I'm like, that was totally at my expense, uh-huh. But that was funny. It was. I felt so bad because it squeaked <laughs> out. It wasn't even it was supposed to be a thought bubble
0: that was this <laughs> this is why it's funny to me. Like if I had to summarize why it's funny, it's like you keep doing the same style of jokes. and you you like didn't even go up with it. You weren't like, maybe I have some lighter stuff. You're like, Oh, oh no the
1: whole drive there I was like do lighter stuff don't do dark stuff what not dark stuff do you have I got nothing
0: yeah and then like just immediately into incest rape pedophilia <laughs> dog
1: fucking bestiality shit and it's just like
0: what the fuck is he doing and the he... least
1: offensive stuff I have is about drug addiction <laughs> which is very funny
0: you should uh you have some least less offensive stuff um like the saying that you your dad jokes are very good um Those are one liners. Yeah, I did just start thinking of all your jokes and they're all very offensive. (laughs) I forget that I don't have a bar anymore. (laughs) Like, it's like, oh, what's too offensive? Racial slurs. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I don't have any of those. Yeah, I know. So it's like, okay, I think you're uh, pretty tame (laughs) because I've seen. I'm progressive. Yeah, like, because when I think of dirty comedy, I think of like Jason Rouse, like getting out and talking about eating a woman out and having to move her diaper. Yeah. Like, an older woman out. Yeah, like just being crude for crude's sake. And that's the point of the joke is that it's very offensive. Whereas I feel like what we do is more like, uh, the offensive
1: is the seasoning, but there's still story. That's the meat. Yeah. It's not like my goal is not to do shock value. It's not like I want to say fucked up things and see people react. It's like, that's just how I think. Yeah. That's so I had to make that
0: change. I was doing the open mic at, oh, fuck. I can't remember the name of it anymore, but it's in, H- in Houston. And I did, uh, I don't do rape jokes anymore. I did the earliest version of that Subway joke, the Subway pedophilia joke. And I did. Tell uh, the audience. Uh, so the, the joke is that I uh, worked at Subway and had a bad day at work because I had to come in because I found out that Jared was fucking kids. And I still have to sell these terrible sandwiches. So my idea is to make a new commercial for Subway where Jared is cured of pedophilia by the sandwiches. Because, like, he just got caught. He's not going to do it again. So the commercial is like, all right, not Jar- how pedophilia was, Jared's but... in the middle of a middle school. And he's, like, there with the principal and a group of sexy middle schoolers walk by. And, like, I started doing this later is I say sexy middle schoolers, and the crowd always has a reaction. And I go, you know, what's fucked up is you pictured something in your head right now. like, watch this. If I say ugly middle schoolers, they look different. You have taste. Shut the fuck up. So, (laughs) so like, I do that. But, you know, the wrong crowd, they're like, oh, he just made me see something about myself I didn't want to see. Like, ugh. And they groan. And then the end of the joke is... Uh, Jared goes to fuck the hot kids and the principal's like, no, Jared, don't fuck the kids. Eat this six-inch veggie delight. And then Jared takes a bite and he's like, oh, I don't have to fuck those kids. And then the new slogan is not Subway eat fresh. It's Subway, don't let your six-inch be a kid's meal. <laughs> and, and so uh, the genesis of that joke is literally, I just thought Subway, don't let your six-inch be a kid's meal as a punchline about Jared being a pedophile. And then I was like, how can I create a narrative around that? So I I had, I've toyed with that story and I tried to how to set up that punchline, but originally it was too mean and all throughout the story, people would just groan. And there would be some people laughing, but they're just, oh, just, oh, reactions to it. And a comic came up to me. He looks just like Ku Agenti, but he's not ku Agenti. Koo is an awesome comedian from Houston, but uh, they look very similar. I think his name is Rich Williams, maybe? And he, anyways, he comes up to me and he says, hey, man, uh, I can see that you're a good writer, but you don't want to offend people. Like, bookers aren't trying to see how many groans per minute. They want laughs. Like, so... Don't be as mean. Like, you're punching uh, up, down. You need to punch up. Like, so how can you make it? And so, like, I've retooled that joke to to not be punching down on as many people. And it just punches down on Jared and pedophiles, you know, now that it's worded that way. But I remember him telling me, like, you don't want people groaning. And then me thinking, like, oh, yeah. Because that's, that's where my humor started is saying offensive, fucked up stuff. And then other people find that funny. I mean, I feel like you're probably in a similar vein, right?
1: yeah. So Where did you just name? go? Um, I, I was just thinking about going on stage and being like, I have mental problems. <laughs> I was just jerking myself off there talking about comedy. And then I just saw you with like a thousand
0: yard stare. <laughs> did I? T-
1: yeah. I, 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 when I get in thought, I look like a fucking psychopath.
0: I've been toying with the idea of my opening line on the stage. And I was like, hey, here's the deal. I'm for genocide. Just need a right
1: group of people. <laughs> <laughs> did, I, did I tell you how my psychiatrist broke up with me? Yeah, we did talk about that. Okay. We, we showed the, the screen. That's... The... Yeah, so when that happened, I was like, I'm going to talk about that on stage on Bianca's show. Uh-huh. And it was not a good opener. No. And people were just, like, concerned for my well-being. Correct. I told my therapist about it because I thought, like, hey, this is very funny. And, and, and he can't tell anybody, so, <laughs> so I was like, dude, my best friend. What? So he, he was trying
0: to do therapy, uh, and he does, like, this telehealth thing, and then they're like, hey, you're too fucked up for us, and they send it over text, and even he was like, damn, dude. <laughs> I was like, I know. <laughs> 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 he,
1: he, he, He's awesome. I okay, love I therapist. think it's because I had a video chat with him and I was really fucked up.
0: <laughs> I bet. So I was saying
1: the- that like I quit drinking and stuff, but my <laughs> eyes were just like, Ugh. so he was like, yeah, this guy's on drugs. I
0: guarantee that in the office, wherever they work, that, that the review is just them sending it to all their coworkers. Like, look at this
1: fucking guy.
2: Oh,
0: God. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's so true. <laughs> There's a bunch of them just had an office somewhere like, hey, did you see that crazy That's fucking illegal. That he's- you
1: can't share my... Sucks, nerd. Prove You're it. You're violating a hippo, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, stop fucking that hippo with my information. <laughs> Holy shit. Anyways, I'm on a new medication. I think it's working. Good, good. Have you? It's called Cymbalta. Mm. They're not paying me to say this, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it's working. Go to or...
0: cymbalta.com/slash/giggleboys to get 10 <laughs> off next
1: month's depression. <laughs> Big Pharma. Dude, speaking of which, there should be a rapper named Lil Pharma. Uh,
0: I'm pretty sure there was, and they all overdosed. So.
1: <laughs> Yo, I'm Lil Pharma, and I take fentanyl. <laughs> Briefly. Also, yeah, dude, a bunch of comedians just overdosed on fentanyl. I, I'm never cocaine. doing cocaine again. Yeah, that's that's really scary.
0: It's so scary, because, like, you know, I, I don't carry Narcan. I don't fuck with opiates.
1: That's why they should start cutting cocaine with Narcan. I Fucking- think
0: neutralized. dude. That's it. I saw Buzzfeed had an article that someone started so, making.
1: Hey, if you are a Coke dealer, start. Cutting wait, wait, your no, no. Narcan. Hear me out. Hear me
0: out. Buzzfeed had an article about this. They, there are these people that started selling designer Coke that they call woke Coke. That's Coke that's produced with no human slave violation labor shit. What? So they're making like what? Ethi- yeah. So woke Coke is like ethical Coke. So we should take woke Coke, cut it with Narcan, and sell it to combat the fentanyl Coke that China is getting here.
1: What? I'm still processing woke Coke. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. How the Fair trade cocaine. How? (laughs) No idea. I assume they pay the child slaves better.
1: But that's so illegal. Yeah. Well, not some places. Yes, everywhere. Maybe. There's nowhere that cocaine is. Well, okay. In South America. Uh, Portland, Oregon, bitch. (laughs) Good point. But you have, to, you have to break so many federal laws to get it through each country to get it to Portland. No, you just start.
0: I'm sure it's Every some state chick line with is a new pair in Portland that's growing coca leaves and then using like oh. fucking hemp milk instead of gasoline to cut out the cocaine.
1: Oh, well, that wouldn't work. But um, I know. Growing their own coca, uh, dude, you'd have to grow a lot. Uh, no, you, you grow a
0: lot and then you sell woke Coke for so much more because it's- I was
1: in Colombia and I think it takes like, and Peru it's uh, coca is legal there and you can just buy it on the street. You can chew the leaves. They numb you. You can put them in a tea and drink it. And it gives you a little buzz. I packed a water bottle <coughs> full of as many coca leaves it would fit. I shook it up. I like microwave? put it in the sun. Like, yeah, let yeah, it- yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not microwave. Uh, but just let it. See. I, I drank it up to Machu Picchu, mm-hmm. and I was just fucking on one. That's awesome. And uh, I think I think it takes uh, a kilo of coca leaves to make an eight ball. Wow! And so you you need like a but that's a whole with forest.
0: shitty fancy Mexico production process. I'm <laughs> s- <laughs> no like i I'm, I'm assuming that they're pretty good at cocaine by now, but also because they have such an excess of coca leaves there, and it's legal, they're not really focused on the efficiency of the Coke distribution, I assume. There's got to be at least like one Jewish Coke dealer that's like, i got to get my overhead down. But what I'm saying is That's like, like saying
1: I started a woke iPhone company that doesn't use child labor. We only have five iPhones available. Correct. And that drives the price of the woke iPhone
0: huge up. So if you want woke Coke to be worth $1,000 a gram,
1: you limit supply. Yeah, but then your business is done. Because you are out of it. And you're like, well, I, you got to wait till next harvest. I'm not seeing any problems. It just doesn't seem like a sustainable business from an economic standpoint.
0: Well, no, but it's woke coke. It's just, it's cashing in on the fact that there are idiots that are like, oh, I'm
1: pull this.
0: yeah, you should learn more about this because I'm all theory. This is all theory. i read one BuzzFeed headline and it was like, I'm going to extrapolate that into an opinion. So, you know, I'm what you'd call an American. <laughs> It's pretty bad how often I develop opinions based on stuff that is just not true. New York Post. Oh, even better than BuzzFeed. Drug dealers are peddling ethically sourced woke coke now. (laughs) Ethically sourced, right? Is that not? just, Just one time I bought an eight ball of cocaine and there weren't a lot of people at the party. So I had extra cocaine left over at the end and I put it in like I left the bag and I put it in my little like drug container thing there is no way you can have
1: environmentally friendly cocaine the narcotics hawk said
0: (laughs) okay continue so like a month later they're lying i found that cocaine that was left over and i was like oh my god and i googled uh can cocaine go stale and google was like no one's ever searched that before no one's ever asked about leftover cocaine." who are are you what do you mean can go go stale no it you do it that night they just reported
1: you you yeah (laughs) (laughs) they're
0: like uh there's an alien uh (laughs) someone had leftover
1: cocaine what an insane person (laughs) Oh man! But yeah, okay, my conclusion is they're lying. Okay, you can't. That's too hard. <laughs> so just
0: That's another great tool of marketing is lying. Yes, <laughs>
1: marketing like, is a great. I mean, lying is a great. I was thinking about this. All the people in power are liars. Yes. Lying is a great tool to get
0: ahead. So here's the dilemma. Here, here's what uh, always trips me out. If you have two guys and they're doing a quick draw and they're going to shoot each other, right? And so they back to back, ten paces, turn, shoot. That's the stand. That's the rules. That we've established for them. These two guys. One of them doesn't give a shit about morals. The other one does. So now they're in the shootout. Ten paces. Turn and shoot. This guy cheats. Turns early. Shoots the other guy. He's dead. This guy was right. But he's also fucking dead. Mm -hmm. So people that are willing to bend the laws morally and ethically are more likely to be successful because they use that for their gain. Whereas these moral puritists are, are stuck dead because they're getting shot by cheaters.
1: <laughs> yeah, quit being a good person, you're fucking yourself. Yeah, you'll die.
0: If you're a good person, you'll die. Did oh, you that's, hear that?
1: That's sad. It is
0: sad because like I Should see- Should we end on that? <laughs> and next week on Giggle Boys, it'll be just Eli because <laughs> Mike died of being a good person. <laughs> <laughs> and Eli was like, well, I'm not dying oh, like it. Mike.
1: Oh, man, you can see me spreading in this angle. <laughs> oh, Larry's going to love that. God damn it.
0: Oh, what's man. your story, Lair Bear? What's going on with you? Why? What's why, why do you want to see our fucking feet so bad? I'm gross looking, so I I don't get that at all.
1: Our like, feet look the same. Mike doesn't have fat feet. I know, isn't that weird? I
0: will say one time when I did lose that ninety pounds, I, my shoes fit looser. I lost enough weight that my feet got less fat. That was
1: yeah, pretty well, I, you bizarre. You can see the tendons in mine. Yeah. Uh, oh, this is
0: such a tease
1: to him. Oh yeah, dude. He's just like, oh come on, let me see,
0: dude. And I have foot tattoos. Mine are like uh, Suicide Girl feet. Yeah, subscribe to our fucking Patreon. I got
1: sexy feet. Dude, Dude, we have a $100 tier where we'll show you our dicks. We'll obviously show you our feet. So
0: my (laughs) big toe is huge. I I have like a very weirdly proportioned foot. I would wear like a size 9 shoe if I had normal shaped toes, but I wear a 13. So I got this big honker of a toe. My dad has given me shit for it for as long as I can remember. I've had size 13 shoes since I was 12 years old. So my dad is with my stepmom. 2006, 2007, they're in Italy, and they see Michelangelo's Statue of David, and I shit you not, his feet are exactly like mine. I have the exact same feet as the Statue of David. He's got the weird giant toe, the huge gap between the first and second toe, weird little tarred pinky toe, like, Statue of David feet, my feet. Michelangelo, I'm his muse. That's
1: pretty cool. There's probably
0: a couple cherubs on the Sistine Chapels that look like me, too. You know? <laughs> yeah
1: little fat naked babies just built like Mike you could just Frankenstein uh, Mike Eaton out of his we creations. should we should yeah. do that statue of David's feet let's get that Croatian guy, belly
0: man. of the cherub
1: yeah the Croatian guy who made our intro the coolest intro Who's ever fucking talented as fuck
0: yeah him and Cody rule yeah um They were trying to uh, toy around with making us a new logo because our current logo is just absolute dog shit. It's not a logo. It's just It's the words Giggle Boys in a bubble font. Yeah. It looks like we run a party supply store. It's, (laughs) it's like, very weird. But the new one they made was a GB in that same teal blue, and it was supposed to look like it was, like, dripping water, but it just looked like Smurf cum to me. I was like, hey, is that Smurf cum? And Cody's like, what the fuck, man? I was like, sorry. That's just what I saw. He's like, all right, we're not going to use that one. (laughs) Like. Um I had one more thing that I wanted to talk to you about. Uh Did, I already I already talked about the, the terrible movie theater. I, I'm
1: texting Gary right now. He he started a new podcast with Bob from Nether Hour. I know, I love Gary so Bobby much. Show. I know. I was like, you should call it Bobby Gary Show, because GB is Giggle Boys. Yeah. But Gary's such a narcissist, he's like, my name first. Um
0: people talk about body count so you and i have talked about this wilt chamberlain is like one of like the all time greats in terms of how much pipe he has laid yeah i think he said like 35,000 women or something i want to say that there are at least 3 gay bartenders in austin that have topped him
1: not fucked him. Pun intended. Uh, uh, like not, not, not like made Wilt
0: Chamberlain a bottom, but like have, have like exceeded those numbers.
1: Oh, yeah. I've never even heard a gay person talk about their body count. It's probably ridiculous. They probably don't even care about that. It's so one
0: of Britney's easy. close friends, I'll keep his name anonymous, but uh, every time we hang out with him and we go to how any, many? any gay bar. Oh, he's, he's easily in the thousands. I have not asked a total body count, but this is how crazy it is. Anytime we're at a gay bar, there's at least 10 men in the room. He's fucked. Like we'll be standing there and he'll be like, oh god, him, 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 him. It's nuts. I would move. And also, <laughs> he has an amazing dick. Like, all of the straight girls have seen his dick, and it's apparently huge and just perfectly proportioned. A straight girl sucked his penis and he let her just to see if anything would happen. Did he get it, soft? He, he, I didn't ask any more details. I just they, someone said this girl sucked his dick, and I was like, he's gay. She's like, Yeah, exactly. I'm like, what? So
1: Weird, huh? All right, I gotta take a shit. I'm oh, all right, I guess that's a up. great time to end it. Uh <laughs> don't be a good person and uh Yeah,
0: you'll your... die if you're a good person and subscribe. Giggleboys.com slash Patreon will save you from death. And uh Casey Rocket will be returning. Yeah, we'll have more of the worm report with Casey Rocket uh next week. And we might even add more segments because we're becoming adults. What yeah, we need th- structure. What do you think what do you think about that? We're adults now. <laughs> Woo! Bye.